0: This is Worship God, a podcast of the Gospel Coalition Canada. Worship God is designed to equip worshipers and worship leaders for Christ-centered worship.
1: Well, hey there, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome back to Worship God. My name is Rob Brockman. I'm an associate pastor at Cornerstone Baptist Church in Orillia, Ontario, and today I am joined by my good friend Jody Cross the lead pastor at South Shore Bible Church in Barrie Ontario. Hey Jody, how are you doing in the early part of the year? Happy New Year.
0: Thank you, Rob. Happy New Year to you too. I'm doing well actually. Um I've, uh, I've enjoyed these last few days.
1: Yeah. It's always nice to be able to kind of start a new year and kind of get a break after Christmas. You know, we're both in ministry and so Christmas time has its has its you know, busyness. And then it's nice to kind of come into a new year and to kind of, you know, re resell. How was Advent for you? Uh, Advent was,
0: was good. I think it can always be longer. We don't have the, we don't have the privilege of actually sitting in through, through many services. We're actually the one planning them. Yeah. (laughs) And so we're, we're high up on leading and planning. So we don't have the privilege of uh, enjoying them too, too much, unless you, you know, you go to some concerts or you go to some performances of some sort, but in the midst of all of that, I'm thankful for the season it was. It was mm. it was very good. And uh, I, I'm just really coming into this new year thankful. I'm thankful for God at work at the church that I serve at, which is South yeah. Shore, as you said. I'm thankful that uh, our family was able to gather together again. Mm. Our kids live in various places, and we have a soon-to-be daughter-in-law and a new grandson who joined us, and uh, as, long, as well as our uh, four adult children. And I'm thankful yeah. for the year that's ahead. For me, I actually love new beginnings. Uh, hmm. January first is is pretty cool. Uh, I like to get a new journal. I like, I like the idea of the word re, hmm. r e. You know, these are great words like renew, hmm. which means to restore to freshness. It's like, okay, Lord, that's what I need. I need to be renewed. I need to be restored. I need. I like this idea of reboot. Hmm. Which, you know, we need to do that with our computers. Too many yeah. windows open. Something's glitchy. Shut her down. Yeah, reboot. Start <laughs> again. And. Um, the word resolution comes from the word root, uh, resolve Hmm. root word resolve. And, you know, that means to decide firmly on a course of action. And I, Hmm. I love the idea of recalibrating the direction that I'm going to go into Mm -hmm. the new year. And then, um, I guess the final word, uh, just would be restore and Hmm. coming out of December, which is, for everybody listening, you and myself included, it is our busiest four weeks, I think second mm. to maybe getting into September or Easter, but yeah. We've you know, at the end of a calendar year we've we've been pushing for four months, we've been planning like crazy, leading like crazy, and now we need to be restored. So that's yeah. that's where I'm at. And yeah. um, all of those words are hopeful. How about you?
1: Well I I'm gonna add another R E word in there, rest. You know, I like for me that's at the beginning of kind of January, generally speaking. To me, it symbols, okay, a little time of rest, you know, it's after Christmas, we're into the new year, I try to get a little bit of rest when it's allowed I try to get some sleep. I normally get sick at Christmas, so (laughs) normally I have to rest and take it easy for a bit. Um, And, you know, but for me, I, I don't tend to think of the year as January to December for some reason, maybe it's a ministry thing. I tend to think of it as the year as the seasons in the church, which is like September to May, and then there's the summer. So even for me, like January doesn't necessarily feel like a new year. It feels like part two of the the year that we've been in, and um, you know. But that's just a it's a ministry thing, you know. If you think of your financial years or your budgetary years, you know, often sometimes in ministry we tend to be more governed by that or the school year because you know uh, programs in the church tend to really orient themselves around the school year. Um, so yeah, that's for me. But Jody in, in this episode we want to talk about as we're coming into a new year, as we're in a new year, how, how a worship leader, a worship director, a worship team member, or a worship pastor, somebody in the worship realm might use this opportunity of the new, you know, and the new year and think through the year ahead and you know last year pat and i did an episode where we um a new year's kind of episode where we challenged people to make nurturing a healthy heart the key goal for that year well this year why don't we can ask the question what other goals might be helpful for somebody in the worship ministry to make for this year um and so we want to talk about that today Mm,
0: absolutely yeah i love i love the idea of um, seeking god and surrendering myself and the ministry and inviting his spirit to lead me, in my thoughts, my plans and to receive God's direction for the mission and the vision and the work of the the worship ministry. Mm. As I was reflecting on this, I was thinking the Bible does teach about this plainly, that we should ask God to lead us in our plans. And I think it's in uh, Proverbs sixteen nine. it says that, you know, in our hearts, um, I'm just going to get it here going to pull it up because I don't have it exactly, but it <laughs> says the heart of a man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. Mm. And so there's this, there's this beautiful call to both be planners, but also be people who submit our plans to God. Mm. Things like Psalm 27, 127, one, unless the Lord builds a house, they labor in vain. Mm. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and all, and his righteousness and all these things will be added to you. And then one of my favorites, John 15, five, uh, without me, you can do nothing. The whole idea of us abiding in Christ. So um, I, I love the fact that we are called to be planners Ooh. and I like to be planned in advance. And in fact, every once in a while, actually too often, you know, you catch yourself having not planned far enough in advance and, and it's a scramble and it's a
1: yeah. throw
0: together. and And I don't like that. I don't like it for lots of reasons. I don't like it for personal stress. I don't like it for... The fact that i've got to interact with other people who now come in my my lightness mm-hmm. and so the fact that there's an opportunity for us to look ahead to a 12 month year in front of us uh i think it's a huge gift and blessing
1: and I, and I think this is a good practice for us to get into the habit of is thinking whether it's the new year or the new ministry year however you want to frame it you know how might god be leading me to steward the ministry better this year because I think, you know, there's we can be tempted in ministry to make the wrong things our goals. You know, we want the band to be tighter this year. Or we want, you know, the, li- the lights to be better. So we're going to put some more money into gear. Or we want the lyrics to get a fresh change, you know, because we got to update our lyric profile this year or whatever. And these may be things that actually need to be done. They may be little tweaks that need to be made. But, you know, as you talk about God... Um, you got God, you know, setting forth our plans and submitting and asking Jesus to, you know, seeking first the kingdom. I don't think God's going to show up in a dream and tell us that we need to change our font from impact to Nanito this year, or update our pad sounds. I think the Lord probably, I um, don't want to speak for him, has more important things that he would have for us to focus on. And so that's what we want to talk about today. So so Jody, what what would be seeing some good godly things that the lord might call us to set as good goals in our ministries mm-hmm. at the start of a new year
0: yeah i as i was thinking about this and you know we're not just talking about this theoretically because we are leading we're leading music worship ministries ourselves so this is real for us and so the ones i was thinking about and maybe we can talk about them today uh, i had six of them actually the first one is depth which is the spiritual aspect second would be relationships third is leadership fourth is administration fifth is growth and six is the musical aspect of things mm.
1: well let's let's walk through some of those so once you start with depth you know the first one the spiritual foundation yeah and this this
0: is you're right exactly we want to make sure the foundation is right because we can do all of the the uh i guess the trappings and get a lot of surfacey things done but if this isn't isn't working mm. properly then really nothing else matters so when i think of depth Uh, Looking at how uh, personally uh, we are walking with the Lord, us individually as leaders, and then our team. The fact that we are committed to a daily time with God Mm. so that we are filled vessels to lead and to serve and then challenging our team, Mm. asking individuals about their own walk with the Lord and then calling them to that. That's what leaders do. Mm. They raise the bar, they set the example, and that they encourage people. That's what the scripture says, to stir up one another to love and good deeds. And so... We want to be people of spiritual depth and walking in faith just in terms of the depth spiritually that that we want to stand on god's promises believe them mm. and that as leaders we can stir up the faith of our people Though the scripture says in hebrews 11 6 that this pleases god and there are few things as important in the christian walk as faith and obedience mm. Just this, this idea of that we're we know the word we believe the word and we're walking in obedience to the word and and I need to do that, and I want to stir up my team to those things. And as I think about the whole idea of faith, how are we, our team, believing God for, for things greater than we can pull off in our own strength? Hmm. You know, I've, I've been praying to the Lord to see people come to faith in 2024,
1: hmm. and
0: I, I set a goal for myself. I said, Lord, would you give me this many people that I could see come to, to faith in Christ? And that's an example not necessarily related to, to music ministry, but God. Would you do these things in our, in our lives and through this team that are, that are bigger and grander than, than we have mm-hmm. the ability to pull off? Mm-hmm. And then um, part of the depth is uh, just a living a life of holiness. It is so easy to be Sunday musicians, and then Monday to Saturday, it's another story. I read a book recently by uh, Tim Challies. We were studying it uh, in our church. It's called um, Run to Win. And it it really is about taking holiness seriously and saying no to sin and saying yes to what pleases God and calling ourselves and our team to that. And then uh, just a couple more things, Um, the prayer life of the team, we think about creating this spiritual foundation. How are we going to uh, pray as we pray through song lyrics, as we pray one-on-one with each other, as we pray as a group, specifically on a Sunday morning or at rehearsals, and, and just making sure that we have time as a team to spend time to hear God and uh, his exhortations to us and to pray. And then finally, the work of the Holy Spirit in our midst. Um, how mm-hmm. do we as a team, as leaders, invite and welcome the work of the Holy Spirit in our planning, in our rehearsing, and in our leading of worship services? Those are things that they're really not specific in terms of what the goals should be out of those things. But those are broad categories that I'm thinking of in terms of that spiritual foundation.
1: Well, and that's it. It it all starts from this place. And that's kind of what you're getting at. Like everything's going to start from having a solid foundation. And, um, you know, I think uh, the second thing that you mentioned, I think is, uh, that's helpful is relationships. How How do we, let's make a commitment this year to improve and develop further the relationships that we have in ministry. And whether that's with, Maybe if we're on staff with the other staff members, maybe it's with your lead pastor. If you're not a lead pastor, your worship leader or a worship pastor, that relationship, or with your worship team. You know, um, I think that one of the things that most people are starved for, in in general, are encouragements. <laughs> most people really, I think, are starved for any kind of encouragement, and you know, we might not feel that way as as worship pastors or as worship leaders, we might not necessarily feel starved, but I know that a lot of people do. And, uh, you know, I'm in, I'm, I'm a leader. So often I get people coming up to me and saying, great job. Oh, that service was great. But I know for a fact that the guy in the sound booth generally is just getting people complaining about the audio or the lyrics person is just getting people turning around, staring at them whenever they're not quite on. And so, make it make it a goal this year to be extra generous with encouragements you know send send a thank you email maybe a couple times throughout the year to your team and maybe one year decide hey I'm going to try to attempt to write a birthday card for every one of my worship team members and and add specific encouragements in it for them um, identify key areas of strengths that you've seen in people on your team or in your staff and just make sure to, to encourage them and say those things to them. You know, this, this, this whole idea of outdoing one another in showing honor that Romans 12.10 says, that's how do we love one another? How do we speak about one another? How do we, in our day-to-day life, seek to serve one another and, and honor one another? And that just ought to be part and parcel of Christian character, is we seek to one-up one another in loving each other well. And so I would say that, you know, in your relationships, you want to develop those encouragements. And as well, I would say one practical thing you could be doing is to go light on planning events for, for your staff or your team and and respect people's time in events. Look, we all are going to have to plan some trainings this year. We're going to try to have maybe a Christmas get together, or we want to have a summer get together. Whatever these events that you are doing, remember that your people are busy as well. And so what we get, what I can find sometimes in ministry is we get very, when we have this conversation, we get super pumped. And then we start planning a thousand trainings and a thousand extra events. And then our people are just like, oh, dude, like it's really, really hard. And so first of all, be very strategic and be very wise in what you want to do with your team. Plan those events very, you know, very far out. Jody, we we kind of realized this as we were looking to plan our conference, uh, the behold him Conference. It's like, you got to plan these things far out in advance because people's calendars are booked. And so, you know, three to five months, if you want to do a training, do your people the favor of planning it really far out. And then as you do this event, make sure it's really well-planned instructor. There's not a lot of, you don't want to waste people's time. And so those are good ways to really develop the relationships that you have in the worship team or your staff. Just give encouragement, give encouragement, give encouragement. And then when you plan these events that you want to plan for trainings, just be respectful of people's times. I think that goes a long way in ministry. Jody, is there something else you'd suggest for how, you know, things we can work towards as goals?
0: Yeah. So we've got uh, spiritual foundation, our depth, we've got relationship. Third area I would think of is leadership and Mm. think of how leaders lead, how we raise up new leaders. So a few things come to my mind is growing personally, and that could start with self-evaluation. How am I doing as a leader? And that could be in a number of areas. So you could uh, get feedback from your lead pastor. You can get feedback from your team, from your spouse. You could get feedback and help from a coach those are some good goals. Maybe I could invest in four or five coaching lessons over a two or three month period. And then how am I doing in terms of my own preparation? Am I adequately prepared? Am I well prepared for what I want to say, how I want to play? I want to lead rehearsals and lead the team. All of these things that we do, everything that we've said so far, are massive adds to what will actually happen in the team in the effectiveness spiritually and in the ultimately all of these things we do are we're hoping and we're praying that this will bless and benefit the congregation as we uh, you know scripture says we edify we edify the body and we're to build them up and see them matured so we're serving the people and everything that we've talked about and everything that we will talk about is for the purpose of building up individuals to know christ and then leadership how we how we grow so are we are we reading the scriptures? Are we reading good books? Are we going to conferences? Are we growing as leaders in that way? And, and that's just how, how we're leading. And then how, how do we raise up new leaders? And I think it is a v- vastly important um, topic that we are always on the lookout for new leaders because... You know, there's new young people coming up, there's new people moving in from town, new people coming to our church and there's people stepping, up, stepping off our team. So we always need to have the front door open wide. So we need to pray for new leaders and we need to plan for it to invite people in and have people leading things with us, giving them small opportunities, as you said a minute ago, encouraging them and looking for the people that are hungry to serve, who are gifted. And one of the easiest places I think in a local church is our youth ministry not limited to say when someone's 15 or 16, but if they've had musical experience by then, perhaps they're they're able to to join you on Sunday morning and they have time learning and growing and developing their confidence and their skills. And we can encourage them and uh, raise up new leaders. Um, I've seen it. and It's a, such a cool thing when you remember when that individual, that man or the woman, young man, or young woman were 14, 15, 16 years old, and now they're 20 years old and they're leading or and they're playing regularly. And, they're amazing. It's uh, such a beautiful yeah. thing.
1: So we did depth, you know, grow in depth, grow in relationships, grow in leadership. I think the next one that we could talk about is growing in our ad- administration. And though This will maybe be a trigger PTSD word for some people because I often find people, worship team members, worship leaders, worship pastors even, uh, people involved in the worship ministry tend to be kind of self-professed bad admins a lot of the time, and um, but this is this is an important part of serving in a ministry. Whether you're just the drummer or you're a sound guy or you're leading the ministry, it's administration, it's planning, coordination, communication, and so communicate well with your staff or your team or your other members maybe you can't make it to rehearsal and you're just used to bailing or you're not really doing enough work to find replacements for yourself work on growing that if if you're if you're leading your team you know let people know what you're planning next inform people of upcoming things um, one thing is don't be reliable so let's say we're on staff people can know where we are let's say we're just a team member. And we've got a habit now of showing up late to rehearsal, try, try to develop something. Maybe, maybe that's your struggle. struggles. Like I'm always late. You know, I can never get to rehearsal on time. Make that a goal. In, in your, in, as you're seeking to grow this year, grow in those things. Or if you're planning services, getting, getting advanced planning down. Start thinking about Easter in January and start thinking about Christmas in June. You know, start planning these things out a little in advance it can be a huge, huge blessing to people in the ministries that you're serving with. One more thing that I would also suggest is a, a good way for to grow in your administration skill and your coordination skill and planning is to evaluate the liturgies that you're doing with your senior pastor or your lead pastor. I wrote an article for TGC recently on this, but, but I would say, so you can go check that out. It's called Worship That Builds Up on the, the Gospel Coalition Canada. But sit down with your lead pastor and ask the question— does everything that happened in our liturgy accomplish the goal that the Apostle Paul sets out in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, where he says, he's talking about literally the liturgy of the church. He says, what then brothers, when you come together, each one as a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, or an interpretation. And he gives this principle, let all things be done for building up. And so sit down with your lead pastor, take, a, take like the last 10 worship sets, and in services and ask hey did everything that we did everything that we do did in these services did it build up were there things in there that maybe we shouldn't do that didn't did that song build up did what i say as a lead in before that song build up you know it's part of the feedback thing that Jody was talking about this is a real good way to grow in our planning and administration and it's going to help us have more edifying gatherings and will eliminate some of the wasting of time that can happen in our gatherings the, or, or even during the week when we're searching for new ideas or new elements. And so those would be some things, Grow in communication and growing some of that planning and coordination and feedback from your from your lead pastor. Jody, what's something else?
0: Yeah, as you're talking, I'm envisioning in my mind drawing a, a grid. I, I love paper. I love grids. And having a 12-month uh, box, I guess, in front of me, 12, 12 different rows and and columns even, and saying, you know, what needs to go in every month? And as you said a minute ago, if if Easter's coming in March, when do I need to have the Easter conversation hmm. in terms of preaching? When do I need to have the Easter service planning uh, brainstorming session? When does it need to be done by? It, it's because these this advanced stuff, and I think this is, is gold in terms of what we're talking about and Christmas as well. I was, a few years ago, I went away to um, overseas on a mission trip. And I knew that I was going to be away for 10 days and I would probably not be in very good shape. took a few days to uh, recover after that, after the jet lag. And so I think it was my goal to have everything for December planned by, I think it was like the first part of November or something. And so now those five or six services, whatever they were supposed to be in December, when I got back, they were done. They were in the tank and they were sent out. And, And so that advanced planning just helps everybody
1: well you know even jody for me this year i i a good example of this is how i failed at that which was we we had um an outside group requesting to use our sanctuary um for during christmas week on the night that we would normally do Christmas Eve rehearsals, which was on a Thursday night. And so we were supposed to have our Christmas Eve rehearsal. And I forgot, because this was approved back in October. So we said, hey, can we have this group come in and use the sanctuary on that Thursday night? And I'm not thinking about Christmas, it's October. I'm like, sure. And then come week of Christmas, I send an email out saying, hey, we're having our Christmas Eve rehearsal Thursday night. And then I get an email back saying, "Uh, isn't this group using our sanctuary? And I realized, oh man, I totally forgot (laughs) Totally forgot. And so then I had to go to our secretary and be like, can we make a note in the calendar just to remind me to never let that night be booked again (laughs) because I'm forget every year. And so it's just here. So there's a good example of me not doing this and having to kind of have the forethought because, because that's what happens. You can make these little scrubs and now you're in the, in the week of Christmas trying to juggle practices because you've made a, you know, admin Mistake,
0: <laughs> You know, and I'm even thinking uh, exactly what you're saying. I'm thinking, I want to plan my Christmas series for 2024 now. Because the 2023 Christmas series is recently in my head. And I, I remember what it all felt like. And so it would almost be good. You know, when you sketch it out, it doesn't have to be locked in stone. But the, the sense that you've got this this rough sketch of, hey, I want our Christmas theme to be this. And I actually, some of our listeners will know, I am the lead pastor and I lead the worship ministry. We're in a church plant. And so I get to talk to myself about what I'm going to be preaching on so I can plan (laughs) worship services. So I get that. But, uh, you know, why not set dates now for Christmas? Uh, Looking ahead to when your rehearsal is going to be and when you want to plan, have all your services planned. So lots of advanced stuff is helpful. Mm -hmm. My next area would be the whole area of musicianship, music, in terms of songs, musicianship, and all of the mechanics that go along with that. So breaking that down, some goals for the year, what songs are you going to introduce to your congregation in 2024? And I think scripture says we need to sing a new song to the Lord. New songs are being written and we are wise to take the best of the old and to sing the best of the new and create a song repertoire that's solid, godly, Christ-centered, gospel-centered, and I'm shooting myself for eight to nine songs only in the space of a 12-month period. Typically, we don't teach new songs in the summer. And so I'm looking for eight to 10, approximately, new songs. And I've actually got three or four of them. And now I'm going to say, in the month of January, we're going to sing a song. And I'll just you know, tell you, we're going to sing a song called Abide. And it's, it's going to fit in perfectly with the series we're in. It's going to uh, perfectly fit with the sermon I'm uh, preaching. And so, for example, I know I'm going to sing Abide. And then there's a few other songs that are lined up. And there'll be more songs that, that come across our path as the, the year goes on. But at least, say, every four to six weeks, we're going to sing and teach a new song. So that's the question is, what songs are you going to teach? When are you going to schedule them for? And then um, you can also ask your team to submit songs because there are so many being written from so many different places that we may not, well, for definitely we're not going to be up, up on all the sources. And I don't know about you, Rob, but I found that if I hear 10 songs or 15 songs, there might be one that really grabs me. And I think we need to be listening to a lot of music and have a lot of input so that we go, hey, that song is filling a gap in our repertoire. That song is solid. That song is saying things very fresh. And then in terms of adding songs, we can go the other way, too, and say, maybe we need to add some of the old classic standard hymns that, that we haven't been singing. And I would propose to uh, myself and people listening that that we have 25 or 40 old hymns that are a regular part of our musical diet. And so they are different than modern worship songs. They feel different, they sound different, but they function differently and they're important. And so my thought as I play in services is I want I want there to be um, hymns and modern hymns and modern worship songs on the plate on any given Sunday, really three categories. So that's the whole idea of songs. Then in terms of growing our musicians and growing their musicianship, if we are encouraging people to come to tutorials or come to clinics, maybe a drum clinic, or it might be a drum bass clinic, or it might be a keyboard clinic. and and i used to have keyboard clinics where i would bring a player in and invite all the keyboardists and they would be shown how to use pads and how to be, you know, play organ sounds and all of that sort of stuff. So you just you build into your keyboardists, you build into your drummers. Or maybe you have some outside sunday rehearsals where you just learn two new songs and you jam two songs out for a couple of hours and then they become very good at that stuff. So growing your musicians and their musicianship playing together And then another aspect of music would be uh, looking for goals for equipment. This year, we actually replaced our old monitors with in-ear monitors, and that was a big plus for us. We replaced having no click, because we now had an in-ear monitor system, uh, with a click track, and that was a big plus. And so think about, through your worship team, what equipment will be helpful to help you grow and to do what you do better. And then... The final thing in terms of musicianship is, this is something I thought about a number of years ago, but beyond Sunday morning and and beyond what you do with your team, is there an aspect of your leadership that can, can grow? For example, in youth ministry or small group ministry or kids ministry, where the life of musical worship can be influenced in your church through what you do. And so maybe some of the people in your team can start to lead worship at a small group, or maybe some of your high school students on your team can begin to lead live music and, and praise at your kids' ministry. It's a way that your Sunday morning, what you're doing as a leader can impact and, and affect various aspects and places in the church.
1: Well, and, and maybe finally, and Jody, you've kind of touched, at it, touched on it, but you know, that growth and development side, you know, personally, biblically, my, my knowledge of the word and or relationally, um, with the team. Like that's another, I think, key thing that would be any worship leader who could decide to grow in that would be, would be huge, you know? So think about what are some ways in which the team, we can learn more about worship this year. Can we bring in somebody like a Pat Sabell or like a Jody Cross or a Johnny Markin and have them come in and teach our Church a bit on worship. Um, what what ways can do we need to grow as a, as a team and and identifying those things and bringing some people in who we think might have some insight and maybe you're um, at a small church and you're the piano player and you're like hey, look a I'm not responsible for that and then b I don't have any resource spending some more committing to spend some time on YouTube and finding great pre-recorded resources that are out there and just sharing those around. That can be a very easy thing to do. Um, and, and, you know, it's also very good to plan what kinds of maybe conferences are coming up that I'd like to be that I'd like to go to and budget for those. You know, there there are all kinds of great conferences that are out that are out there that really help to develop us and grow us. You know, think of Sing that happens out in Nashville in September or the Worship God Conference that happens out. That's not us. That's uh, Louisville, Kentucky in July. Or our conference, the Beholden Conference, October 4th and 5th north of Toronto and Barrie. These are great things to get onto the calendar now to plan for your growth and development with your team because we all need to be developing. We all need to be growing. And uh, these are these are going to be some ways that if you commit to that this year, you're, that's always going to be a great, a great, um, not resolution, but goal. And so, Jody... Let's say, okay, so people go, yeah, I get this. This is good. I want to do these things. How do I start? How do I start? Where do I start? What would you say to somebody who wants to do this this kind of stuff but doesn't know quite know how to start?
0: Let me just uh, recap our six categories. So the first one was depth. Second is relationships. Third is leadership. Then administration. Then growth and development. And the musical aspect of things. So those are the six areas. And first thing we do is we pray. You say, Lord, this is your church, this is your ministry, I'm your leader, we are stewarding your resources, Lord, lead us and teach us where you want us to go. Then after having prayed, just take that piece of paper or work on your computer and begin to work on all of these areas and schedule these things in. When are you going to do some training? When are you going to be introducing your new songs? When are you going to have these conversations? When are you going to be having these these people over to your house for fellowship times, et cetera, et cetera. And then you can consult with your lead pastor. You can consult with some of your key leaders. And then uh, you can get away by yourself or with a team. And again, just working with the things that we've been uh, talking about today, or you may want to add more categories than the six we've talked about. And then once you've got it, you say, Lord, would you bring this to pass? Would you supply us the resources? And Lord, would you bless what we believe you've led us to do? And so that the the team would be strengthened and built up so that the church would be encouraged and that there would be great glory and great worship to the Lord and great honor to the name of Jesus.
1: Mm. Um,
0: And I would love to hear, you know, if uh, if you're listening today and you've got some fantastic ideas, tell us what you're doing. Mm. Tell us how you approach goals in a new year. Tell us what your goal areas are, maybe things we haven't thought of. Or we are also here as well to field any questions or to supply any encouragement or help that we can, resources for you who might be struggling through some of this.
1: And if you'd like to reach out to us, you can email me at rob at and I can pass out all the questions to the other guys. And uh, yeah, if you're looking for help this year, maybe you you know you'd like to see if you can get One of our guests who've been on the podcast, these are all guys that we love and trust, or you'd like to um, have one of us give you some mentoring. Jody's talked about coaching. We we just want to help. We want to be a resource to you. And it doesn't come from a sense of pride that we think we're better than anybody. It's just, we want to serve the Lord and his people. And so we pray that this episode did that. We pray that this helped to encourage you, give you some ideas for this coming year. And uh, we do pray just genuinely that you would see the Lord moving and working in, in new ways in your gatherings this year as you come together for worship. And so God bless you guys. Jody, thank you so much for being, being with me on the podcast again.
0: Hey Rob, it's always good to, to hang out with you and uh, to yeah. encourage our listeners.
1: Well, thanks everybody for joining us on this episode. We'll see you on the next one. Bye for now.
0: Worship God is a production of the Gospel Coalition Canada. For more Christ-exalting resources, go to ca.thegospelcoalition.org.